once, twice, three times a live show from Studio A. This is View from the Bleachers. I'm Eric. I'm Aaron. Hey, man. How you doing? Oh, it's a great day. Fun shining. Look at that out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, it's a beautiful day to be us. Right? The joys of doing live at 9.30 in the morning. It, 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 starts my, it starts my weekend out the right way. I don't know about anybody else listening, but this, uh, this really does start my weekend out in the right direction because I... I really do spend way more time than necessary listening to sports radio <laughs> and watching uh, the sports shows all week long, and so uh, I get kind of excited about yeah. jamming thirty minutes worth of uh, worth of sports information. Uh, yeah, cool. It's been a, it's been a really good week. What has happened in the week of sports? You ask. You did ask. I saw that. Oh, did and, I? Uh, oh, yeah. Sorry, I'm, I'm on radio. I just can't nod my head. You can. It's just not great radio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and things happening this week in the world of sports. Uh, the Bucks are up. We uh, we talked real bad about the Bucks for good reason. Oh, maybe they listened. Oh, I know for a fact. Uh, yeah. Doc Rivers was probably listening last Friday, and he felt really bad, so he decided to start coaching better. Uh, so, <laughs> right? So the Bucks are now, um, since the All-Star break, which is four games, uh, they are 4-0. Nice. They have the best defensive um, efficiency. They're the best defensive team in the league in these last four games. Um, they've played really bad. They've played a couple of really bad teams since the All-Star break, but, I mean, that's the schedule. They played the uh, Charlotte Hornets twice in a row. Charlotte Hornets are an awful franchise, full of full of bad de- bad play, and Bucks were fortunate enough to play them twice and beat them by, like, 15 both times. No good. They've looked good. Um, yeah, Giannis is Giannis. Uh, Brooke Lopez is playing some defense. Okay. Um, who else is playing well? Dame Lillard is still... Yeah, you know, he's he, he yeah he's an all star. He's 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 a clear uh, cut above most every other point guard that's playing in the league, um, offensively at least. Okay. The uh, coming off the bench, they've they've got bench depth, which is not exciting to talk about. But when you're yeah. playing an 82 game season, you need a couple of guys uh, coming off the bench that that are playing real minutes. And Bobby Portis, who's their 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 sixth man coming off the bench, uh, their big man. He's a you know six ten banger of a power forward can shoot a little bit plays great defense has that like junkyard dog sort of bulldog mentality that a that a good team needs uh bad teams don't really need a guy like that because you don't need a hard edge when you're losing by 20 points right but when you're the bucks you need a couple of those guys and bobby portis has been that guy um they picked up pat beverly who's a oh yeah not a great player but he's a one of those just defense first um lead you know Tip of the spear, kind of on defense, kind of guy. Um, they picked him off the uh, I don't from somewhere and the, on the uh, on the trade deadline. You know, they it, the trade deadline. They a lot of guys just there's a lot of movement. I think he came from the Sixers, perhaps. Okay. But uh, he's been he's been great. So the two of them, and then uh, Pat Connington, who's a part time starter when Chris Middleton is is dinged up. Pat Connington's been able to come in, does a little bit of everything, but sure. mostly. Um, is the most efficient shooter in on the team. He's shooting okay. like fifty some percent, forty percent from threes. So those those three guys have really settled this team in. Good. Um, has made it to where you can you can count them as a favorite again in the East. They, well, are they gonna, one they, of they? Yeah. Nobody's catching Boston. You, what you're looking for is for Boston for what happened to Boston this year. Maybe is what happened to Milwaukee last year. Sure. Where you just don't take a playoff t- team seriously and you get beat in the playoffs. Uh, because that, other than that, Boston has been the best team in the league since the offseason. They've improved uh, everywhere on their roster, um, offense, defense, 
that's the best team. That that's the best put together team, best coaching job. Um, they they're they're a cut above. They're what the Bucks were a couple of years ago. Clearly the best team in the East. What surprises uh, me by looking at the standings right now are the Cavaliers at second. Yes. Yep. The Cavaliers are not far removed. For anybody who doesn't pay attention to the NBA, the last time you probably paid attention to Cleveland was when they had uh, LeBron James yes. and Kyrie Irving, and they won a championship, whatever that was. I want to say that was about five years ago. At least. Uh, since then, the Cavs have bottomed out not once but twice. They had a, a terrible first-round pick. They have they traded Kyrie Irving. But in the midst of all of that, they've drafted really well. They've made great trades. Donovan Mitchell, Mitchell yep. is – is a guy they picked up from Utah for you know a couple players, couple picks. Uh, might be one of the best scoring guards in the NBA. Um, he's that team looks great. That yeah. team is young. That team is on the way up. That team is trending in the right direction. Where they they have done it right. They have seen a rebuild and gone from bottom to top about as efficiently as you can in pro sports. Um, most of the time, if you look at say a comparison to the Cleveland Cavaliers, would be say the Detroit Lions in football where they oh, sure. they were so bad for so long and then they had a great player like Calvin Johnson a Matthew Stafford but the difference is is Cleveland uh got goes got got rid of their their great players their LeBron Jameses and reset the system they sure. bottomed out and now they're there is they're fun to watch too they're the Bucks for all their talent are not a really fun team to watch because they grind out a lot of there's a lot of individual a lot of iso ball a lot of uh, long threes at the end of a shot clock. A little uh, Cleveland just plays a really fun brand. They have they got a couple of big guys that can that can do things, which which is fun to watch when you're in basketball and you realize a seven footer can do things like Carl Anthony Towns. Cleveland's got a couple of those guys who can dribble a basketball and and shoot threes as a seven footer. So right. yeah, they're they're legit. But the surprise the, the surprise one too is the Knicks. Uh yeah, you know to the to the outside looking in, the Knicks are. It's nice to see them relevant again. They haven't bit. been relevant since long the Patrick time. Ewing days, yeah. and that was 1999. Yeah. That's a long time ago that they were a legit franchise, and they've made the right trades over the last few years and built the team uh, the right way, which uh, they're another one of those franchises about 10 years ago was doing everything they could, trading first-round picks for players, not doing it right, right, signing the wrong guys, and it shows. They were irrelevant for years, um, much like the Bucks were, kind of. But you draft a couple guys, you make a couple trades, and, yeah, the Knicks are – Nice to see Boston and the Knicks uh, right up at the top of the East. It gives a little more juice to your sure. to your NBA season as the playoffs kind of kind of wind their way in. I think it's better because I think a lot of people are kind of really tired of the Warriors always being there. Yeah, it's like kind of like the old Patriot thing. It one hundred percent hits New that. Patriots. It's the same thing. It's it, it is you watch because yeah, and that's real accurate because the Warriors were so much fun to watch coming up about ten years ago. Uh, 2013, 14, 15 was when they hit that spot with Steph Curry yep. and and Draymond Green. It was fun to watch shooting threes, and now those guys are old, <laughs> and those guys can't play defense. And uh, as much as they've tried to restock the cupboard, that's a 500 team. That is yep. a it's a pretty mediocre team to watch, except on offense, they're still fun to watch. Um, yeah, no, getting some new blood. The NBA is really good about not just getting new young talent sure. but showcasing that talent and putting that talent except for all-star weekend oh, that's that's so that will be an that all-star weekend i will promise you that is a a turning point for the nba and all-star games in general yeah. where the nba all-star game was the biggest thing uh for a long time it was so much fun dunk contests right. and three and larry bird and michael jordan and you know, dunk contests that mattered and things like that. And it has devolved somewhere along the lines. I remember watching an all-star game where Kobe Bryant is d guys up, screaming at his teammates, 
trying to win games. Right. I well, I, I didn't. One thing I didn't realize until after we talked about that is that home field advantage for NBA playoffs mm-hmm. or the the championship yes is determined by the whichever team has the uh, the best winning record. Yes, you know. So uh, one of the sports analysts fairly up the chain goes, make it worth something, the game. You know, whoever wins, you know, that team gets the home field advantage. And, I said, and I'm I, like, eh. I, we, we were talking about that last week. And like right. I said, it, it puts a lot on an all-star to say, hey, we want your rival team to get the champion, to get home field advantage, home court advantage in the playoffs. So we want you to try extra hard. I don't think that's going to move the needle for a guy sitting out of the playoff bubble. I don't think... I, I know money yeah. doesn't do it. These right, guys but are most, doing well. Most of those all-stars are going to be on playoff teams. Uh, every team gets, give or take, you've got an all-star team. You know, if you're good, you're going to be an all-star. It was uh, Damian Damian Lillard for years was an all-star for Portland, right. and that team was mediocre yeah. at best. So, no, for me, I don't think you can fix uh, players not being concerned about winning. Like, I, the, it was brought to my, when I was watching some of these shows, you were listening to former NBA players say, when they go to summer league games or summer tryouts and, like, they're working out, summer right. workouts are so intense. Uh, the summer workouts that these guys put each other through and playing against NBA players is stronger than practices, stronger than in the game. So these guys have that competitive bone when they want to turn it on. When they want to turn it on. And there's no reason for them to turn it on in an all-star game, right? Like just I still why, like the three-on-three three and multiple, the, multiple courts yes. and get one full court. I would love games? nothing more than to watch a three-on-three tournament. Can, like, could you imagine a LeBron James, Steph Curry, and Giannis on a team? That would be Ooh, so much fun yeah. to watch. Or Carl Anthony Towns. Or you take Anthony Edwards and you put him with, oh, see, I don't know, Giannis, Steph Curry. You put him with some of these guys. I would like to see that. Because yeah. there's no hiding in a three-on-three. If you've played two-and-two and three-on-three against right. somebody, if you're the guy who doesn't play defense, the rest of your teammates do not want to be on your team, right, even right, if right. it's an exhibition. So, yeah, yeah that uh, that's the Bucks. Um, in the all, that's the that's as much basketball as we're going to cover yeah. today. Baseball, uh, baseball, yeah, man. Uh, they're one in five. The Brewers are one in five to start spring training, but uh, you know, uh, whatever. It's baseball. I am so excited. I was, I watched, I was listening on the radio, and I got to tell you, listening to uh, spring training baseball on the radio is just the greatest. I, if nobody mm. else is doing that uh, this week, please. Feel free. Find it on any of your AM stations. Um, listening, you know, you get to you get to There's listen. the problem, AM. Ah, uh, you know, AM travels, and AM, AM travels pretty well. You can you can uh, listen to Brewers Radio. You can, can you get stream chance. it anywhere. Uh, you can. Uh, MLB Network or MLB has has an app. It is the audio is free. There's otherwise it gets a little spendy to watch a lot of baseball and honestly watching baseball again for the third year in a row super hard to do with the brewers because valley sports network has done an awful job yeah. of being able to present their product but uh brewers are one in five to start spring training but like i said oh well um during those in that one in five stretch you're seeing no pitchers are pitching over one inning oh, um interesting and even when they're getting shelled because some of these guys are you know, not not major league caliber players on, on either team, right? Right, but, right. So occasionally you'll get a pitcher who doesn't have major league stuff, and he's going against guys who are major league ready. It's easier to hit a baseball than it is to throw a baseball, pitch a baseball. I should say that's the it was a general rule. Early, yeah, I could throw a ball. You could never hit us. You would you would never hit a curveball. No, but I, that being said, you could never throw a curveball. I could. That, no. That's the thing is, you'd have a better chance hitting a curveball than throwing a curveball, and that's kind of where a spring training lies for a lot of the. Sure for at least early, first couple weeks of spring training, and it's now about eh, a week and a half, two weeks in. 
Uh, they got a ton of young talent that's on the field for the Brewers, though. I'm going to bore you with some names, and you can tell I know these names because I know no research. Tyler Black, first-round pick a couple years ago. He's going to be a corner infielder, probably a third baseman, one of the better hitters in minor leagues. He'll probably – a lot of these guys for the Brewers who are playing so well or hitting in spring training are going to be on the AAA roster. Okay. Um, Tyler Black, first-round pick. Um, you've got Bud – or. Uh, Brett Wil- Wilkins was his name. He was a first-round pick out of Georgia Tech this year. A power hitter like like nobody's business. He's going to be a triple-A guy, um, and he's going to look really, really good. Guys were hitting really well. Uh, Joey Ortiz, who was traded as part of the Corbin Burns trade this year. He's going to be your starting third baseman or shortstop or somewhere. He's hitting, the, he's hitting it really, really well. Bryce Terang, who hit all of 200 last year. Um, is hitting really well to start. We're six games in. We're like yeah. 10, you know, like Real under minimal. 10 at bats. I'm going to pump the brakes just ever so slightly. But, uh, and, and Jackson Churio, who is the number two prospect and will be a name that if you're a Brewers fan, get on that bandwagon now. That guy's going to be um, the real deal. He's he's not hitting all that well, but he's getting, he's hitting every day. He's been in the lineup every day for these six games. Um, he's going to be at 19, 20 years old. Um, he's going to be the youngest player in AAA this year. If he, When he makes the roster, he'll be the youngest player in the majors. And he's looked at as he's going to be. That the Brewers guy, have never. Gary Sheffield. i, I got to oh. take you all the way back almost 30 years to Gary Sheffield as a number one pick for the Brewers. Wow. Had all of those things. He didn't, he didn't pan out long for Milwaukee because he turns out he didn't want to play in Milwaukee. Um, he wanted to play absolutely anywhere else. Yeah, so that was a long valid. time ago. But that was the first. The Brewers have not had a prospect like that. When, oh. they, when Ryan Braun came up, Ryan Braun was considered a pretty elite hitter, but he wasn't not the size, speed at 19 years old. He was a college player when Ryan Braun came up. Um, Prince Fielder, same thing. When Prince Fielder came into the league, um, uh, he was looked like Cecil Fielder. He was the, an incredible power hitter, and he was exactly that. Uh, Jackson, he, that, this Churio is going to be sooner rather than later. He's probably not your starting uh, center fielder, okay, but absolutely starting in AAA, and assuming he gets hot, he'll get called up any time for the Brewers because outside of that, they don't have a lot of exciting outfield. Sal Freelich was a rookie last year. Started out pretty well. He's got that nice size, speed, kind of scrappy thing going on. Okay. Hit like ended up hitting 240. Hmm. Uh, Christian Yelich, as good as he was last year, cannot be counted on to play more than 125 right. games. He really rarely does. Last year felt like a, a one-off when he played incredibly well and played in 150 games. Hasn't done that in years. And then in the other outfield spot, uh, Joey Weimer was their starter in right field last year. He's got a cannon for an arm, but he has one of the ugliest swings in all of baseball. He swings a baseball bat like it's new, like he's never seen this piece of wood in his hands before, <laughs> and he swings at curveballs, and he, it, it's tough to watch. Yeah. Um, that, that's your defensive replacement because, like I said, he's got a cannon of an arm. Okay. So you'd like to not have him starting, but you'd like to be able to bring him in when you need him. Um, so that's where a guy like Churio, if he's playing well, you're going to see him early and often because he signed also in the offseason. A record contract for a guy who's never played at, like, it was like eight years, $80 million with clauses in there that can get him up to, like, 10 years, $120 million. So he's going to be a longtime brewer. He's going to be the face of Milwaukee now that they don't have any pitchers left. <laughs> um, they, he, they need somebody uh, to hit so, and as much as I was, ex- I was disappointed to watch them lose pitching this year, and they lost a ton of pitching talent. 
Um, the opportunity to watch a Brewers team that actually hits the baseball, like having them win some five to three. So games, if you don't have pitching, but you can hit the ball, it's just going to be. It's 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 a horse apiece, right? Like, but it's not a horse apiece. They, they say pitching and defense wins, but when you're waiting on that pitcher only once every five days, once every four games, right. um, you're waiting a long time for the opportunity to win a game. Whereas if you're a hitter and you've got hitting, it keeps you in every sure. game. It it allows you when your pitchers don't have it because you know this gives you, you a chance to win. You can win some seven to six ball games. The Brewers basically last year it was if they scored over five runs, they were going to win like eighty percent of the time. Right. But if they scored under four runs. They lost nearly eighty percent of the time. When you don't score as many runs, usually they lose. But I mean, like that—that that real fine. Like yeah, yeah. if they didn't hit, they weren't winning. And then when their pitchers were on, they were unstoppable. So, yeah, it's it's like I said, it's real early. It's a six six games into a into I think they play about twenty games in the okay. month of March. Um, and now when March, does uh, regular season kick off? You're right around uh, April first. Oh. It, it I want to say it's the first weekend in April. Is that first? Monday in April. Okay, uh, that'd I, be I, like I think that'd be the would be the first. God, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna look real. Might even be longer than that. But uh, yeah, no, it. The eighth is the first Monday. Okay, so yeah. maybe yeah. somewhere in that. So you've got a whole month. month. Yeah, and yeah. right now in spring training, you've got a 90 man roster. So for the Brewers and every other team, you've got your best, your mediocre, your young talent, your your crafty veterans brought back on a, a one year tr- prove it deal. Um, next week, they power, powers that down to 70, and 20 of those guys go to, say, rookie ball sure. or off-season training or wherever they go. And then by the last two weeks, you're down to just your 40-man roster, which is then you're getting to your best players. And then from there, you're seeing some, okay, these guys are going to be AAA, so they're not going to be playing as much in the last couple weeks and you're because you want to get your major league guys their reps. Mostly you want to get these pitchers to be able to pitch five and six innings by the time the season starts because sure. right now they're at – an inning. There isn't right, right. a pitcher who pitches more than one inning, whether he strikes out everybody or he just gets shelled. One inning is their is their limit. So, okay. all right. So we'll go far deeper down every single week into this Brewers uh, rabbit hole. Yay. I, I, I promise. <clears throat> and you know we're going to end up talking about the Twins too. Don't worry. We'll see. It's on my way we down. Didn't t- we didn't list. talk about the Timberwolves either. Uh, do we have to? No, they're still number one. Yeah, that's really easy. They're, and, <laughs> it's just really weird for me to say that for that team. Again, they haven't been relevant. Um, talking about the Timberwolves as a relevant team is Kevin weird. Kevin Garnett back then. That's so long ago. I mean, no. though, that Kevin Garnett was one of my favorite all-time basketball yeah. players, and that Timberwolves team was fantastic. I yeah. liked Sam Cassell, and I love Latrell Sprewell, and oh, yeah, even Wally Zerbiak. Yeah, yeah, remember? Yeah, 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 yeah these yeah, were yeah. Al Jefferson. I remember these guys. These were, But these were irrelevant Timberwolves teams. Yeah, next how about next week we dev- a little more time to this number by, one ranked. We by you? Oh, you can I mean if you can bring some I, notes. I, I wrote, don't know. I have two notes. I don't know how to write. Well, I know. I'm trying I to just type. And barely. <laughs> I've I've watched this typing. You're you're keeping okay. you're keeping it afloat, so okay. I'm happy about that. Uh, what else you want to do? NFL maybe? Uh well yeah, the NFL combine is yep. going on this week. So if you're not a sports fan, the NFL Combine might be the most boring and most irrelevant right. part of an, a, a very irrelevant offseason. However, I love the NFL, and football is fun. And the NFL Combine really is – I've been to some cattle auctions sure. in, in my day. You may have as well. <laughs> yes. You know, where you're just – you're looking at, oh, that's some, that's some good marbling. Look at that. Look at the muscles on that guy. Um, that's kind of what the NFL Combine sure. is. is. Everybody gets lined up. Everybody gets measured by the same guys in the same spot, 
and they get to figure out how high you jump, how fast you run, how how personable you are. These these how interviews. agile. I was watching it yesterday. Oh yeah, and watching those big. De- I mean, these. Are Did you watch it? There was a guy guys. who set the world record broad jump. Oh, I didn't see that. Uh, last year at the combine, as a, he was like a cornerback, sure. he set the world record for the for the broad jump. You know, some of these. I mean, you're watching, and if anybody out there is 270 pounds. And they can run a five, a four, five, forty. If you can run forty yards in uh, four point five seconds, I want to watch. Yeah, I right. want. I will pay money, just like I would pay an NFL player. That's a to lot. Do it. That's that's a lot of a mass yeah. to be going that fast. I mean, and and honestly, it, the whole combine thing is kind of a you know, sure, because it it doesn't. It doesn't go into. I mean, look at Brock Purdy. Correct. You know, some guys do slip right through, and and that gives teams the opportunity to say, oh. We're gonna get that guy. There's a lot of people that go, oh, ooh, look at it, he's so fast. Yeah. And then, but he turns up. Uh, there was a guy. Oh, what was his name? Big lineman. He ended up going to Kansas City. He ran like a four four six. Uh, Dontarius Poe. Yes. Was a few years ago, and he played eight years in the league. But they took that number, and he became he, a first round pick yeah, because it, of it. it yep. You're but he, it was okay. It's amazing when they take those guys too, and they say these are can't miss prospects, and you just know. Um, like they, they're talking six wide receivers in the first or six quarterbacks in the first round, maybe. possibly like possibly, which means maybe five or, or not, four, whatever that number is. One of them is guaranteed to be an all pro, but one of them is also guaranteed to be a bust. And it's really interesting to figure out which one of those guys, because on paper, none of them are a bust, well, right? Like right. I could say well, JJ McCarthy is going to be the next Tom Brady based on his, uh, lineage and based on his 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 skill set, right? I could say that. Oh, uh, uh, I don't know. The Caleb Williams is going to be the next Patrick Mahomes, but he's going to Chicago. Exactly. You I, know, so that's 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 the other thing is half of it is you know yes they got to have natural talent they got to mm-hmm. be be able to do certain things but in the other half you got to go to a system that works right you know that knows how to develop you and use what you're you know. So Chicago's not... And again, we're going to no. have to spend, because we've we run short, I would love to spend some time talking about the interesting situation that the Chicago Bears have put themselves in with the wheelings and dealings over the last couple of years. Most great, a couple not great, but they've put themselves in a position to not only draft their franchise quarterback, but could, have another first-round pick and trade their current quarterback for real assets. Most right. of the time you're trading yep. a quarterback, it's for... A low round pick because you don't want him on your team. And they're saying possibly today they're going to have yeah a trade. He so might be he might be traded like for it, a third round pick to an no, Atlanta. They're asking second, I think. Okay. Well, so, I mean, considering what has been traded for a second I mean, round, considering pick what lately, Atlanta doesn't have, and considering <laughs> what like Chase Young was traded for a third round pick, Montez Sweat to the Bears was traded for a second round pick. Chase Claypool was traded to the Bears for a second yep. round pick. So a second round pick. If you're Atlanta and you get your franchise quarterback, or at least you kick the can down the road one more year yep. of needing a franchise quarterback, roll with it. It's a, But it's a really interesting position that Chicago has found themselves in where most teams with the number one pick won two games, won three games, have yep. no infrastructure in place for anybody to succeed is why they're so bad. That was the Bears two years ago. Yeah, it's still the Bears. And now they've... I mean, they got... what they win? Three more games? They won year? seven games last year. Seven and, seven and ten is legit for a team. And Justin didn't start every one of those games Correct. either because he was out. He was injured for he, quite a while. Also, the Bears in the last half the season had a top five 
defense, right? Which should pay some attention to the rest of the teams in that division. That yeah. uh, you can, if you can stop them a couple times, like the the NFC North has a weird amount of really good offenses. Um, between Detroit, Green Bay, and Minnesota, yeah. those are three top flight de- offenses. So de- Chicago needed defense, and they. So that, it's a really interesting spot sure. the combine yep. has found them in. Chicago well, Bears are the center of the NFL universe. Right now it is, yeah, which yeah. is wild. Yeah. Um, you've got we've got six minutes. Do you want to talk about free agents at all with this combine and all I want to talk stuff? for just a couple minutes about uh, the Wisconsin Badgers. Oh, you got yeah, 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 they've yeah. been yeah, yeah. terrible. Again, we have gone a couple. I'm surprised weeks you want to give them any time at all. I I'm a Wisconsin Badgers fan. Um, they were supposed to be a pretty good team this year. They're sitting at 18 and 10. Um, they were in the. Uh, they didn't make the tournament last year. They went to the uh, oh the other tournament. What is that? The NIT. NIT. Thank you, sir. And they finished second in the NIT, which was a nice run. They brought everybody back from last year. And I think that set the bar a little too high as to what they were going to be sure. this year. Um, 18 and 10 is actually pretty okay for a team that, you know, they were 500 last year. So right. they won five or six more games, but they've lost like seven out of nine games. Has they there were, been anybody good that they lost to? or um, No. Uh, they've lost – actually, they have lost to nearly every good team and bad team. It has not even mattered in the slightest bit who they've played in the last month. They have lost to – is, is it coaching? Is it – I mean, yes. At this point, I watch this coaching because coaching in in college sports is so tied to recruiting. Yep. It's in, – in the pros, the general manager is doing the recruiting, right? Okay. Uh, in, the, in college, the guy who is coaching you is also the guy who comes to your house and says, please come here. We need you on our team. So a lot of these are just – they don't have the horses sure. to win, which is is disappointing. But like they've lost to Indiana. Indiana was at five hundred. Maryland they barely beat. Iowa's not very good. They lost to Iowa. Um, Rutgers they got tossed by Rutgers by yeah. twenty two points uh, like a couple Saturdays ago. They lost to Michigan. Michigan is a rival, but Michigan isn't good this year. Michigan lost a lot of talent, um, and they shouldn't be very good. Wisconsin is losing games uh, to, to subpar talent, which they have some talent. Stephen Crowell, big old guy from, from Lakeville. Um, Chucky Hepburn, one of the better defensive players. Tyler Wall's a fifth-year senior. They've got shooting. They're missing something. Sure. Um, it's, they're going to they're gonna make the tournament, which keeps Greg Gard, their coach, into a job because uh, by the numbers, he's one of the f- better coaches in Big Ten history. He's one of the fastest to 100 wins uh, only behind guys like Bo Ryan and Tom Izzo, he's he's done it the he's done it correctly. Um, but he's also he was a direct kind of like how Barry Alvarez had a real hand in hiring Paul sure. Christ. Yeah, yep. Um, Greg Gard was the assistant coach for. Uh, yep. Uh, you know Bo Ryan for yeah, Bo Ryan, yeah. and Bo Ryan's a future Hall of Famer. But he every so everything that Greg Gard does is things that Bo Ryan did, and Bo Ryan found himself kind of the old man in the room for the last couple of okay. years. So maybe Greg Gard's not the answer. Maybe you need some young, some voice that says you're still, because Wisconsin will never recruit the best players. They're a university that has high academic standards, which means you're not typically going to get the best recruits. Sure. So you need to find talent in that, but they're missing the, 
you need a couple of all-star. You need right, right, right. one the just it. The, the it guy. guy. Uh, they've recruited a guy, A.J. Store from from St. John's last year, who shoots the ball like he's the guy. He really has irrational confidence, like he's, but he doesn't make them. He takes the shots, doesn't make them, right? Like you've got guys who want to play scrappy defense, but they're not athletic. Hmm. So they get they're real scrappy, and then they still get beat. Um, so you need some. You need to recruit the right sure. guys. And the only way to recruit the right guys is to bring in a coach who can do that. And Greg Gard has proven over the last five or six years, he's an okay coach and an okay recruiter. But that's not winning you the Big Ten championship. Sure. So yeah, that was um, that was as much as I can tell you about Wisconsin. They have three games left on their schedule, three hard games. Uh, they needed to have won some of these other games because they got Wisconsin against Illinois, and Illinois is twenty-one and seven. They're they're what Wisconsin should have been. Sure. Uh, then they go Rutgers one more time, and that's a must-win. Like that that puts them in a position in the Big Ten tournament. That that ensures that this season doesn't feel disappointing because they close the year okay. uh, next Sunday against Purdue. And as we've discussed all year, Purdue is one of the best two teams in the country. They're twenty-five and three, and nobody in the Big Ten's beating them. So uh, Wisconsin's got a got got you know. They're going to be a six seed in the tournament, a seven seed in the tournament, and uh, you know maybe they'll surprise somebody, get hot for no reason at all. But yeah, more than likely not. More than likely not. We'll talk about that again very, very briefly next week because okay. we will. Uh, next week we'll absolutely cover NFL free agents because there'll be okay. a little bit of movement after yep. this combine. I hope so. We're going to sum up the combine too. We're going to give you the biggest names, some of the names to know coming into the draft. So uh, this has been what again? Perfect show. A plus on your part. Uh, thanks. Yeah, B plus on my part. But you know, uh, we're, you know. we're trying here. Um, thanks, WDRT. Thanks to everybody who's listening. Everybody, have a wonderful, wonderful weekend, and thank you again. Have a good weekend, guys. See you next Friday.